Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and Sportitos coverage show. Uh, I'm your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my buddy and co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill. And we are still aching here for some NBA basketball, Trey. I'm, I don't know what to do with my life, man. I don't know. I think I, I, I've been playing a lot of chess recently. Uh, have you taken up any hobbies in this little hiatus we've had? No, I went back and watched some Kay Cunningham games, actually, is what I was <laughs> doing. Uh, did you see that that uh, really young chess player beat the number one guy? Did I did that. Viral? Yeah, he's a. So, I think he's like a 16 year old from India. Uh, just you know, an absolute prodigy. Beat beat that. So maybe look that up. You can get some chess tips. Yeah, yeah. I'm on chess.com. Everybody look look me up. I'm Ginsberg Beats. G G one N S B E R G B three A T S. Yeah, look me up there and let's uh, let's play some chess. No, but I'm excited, man. Today we've got a good show for you about the Chicago Bulls. Here, um, we are going to discuss. This absolutely freaking brutal schedule coming up with the Chicago Bulls after the All-Star break, Trey. And we're also going to discuss um, uh, our top three things that we're looking for after the All-Star break for our beloved Chicago Bulls. Uh, we're also going to touch on a little bit of the dunk contest, I think, because we had a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter a bit and a little bit of back and forth and some messages here about uh, how we think they can improve the dunk contest, because obviously that was just a crap show. Nobody wanted to watch the, the dunk show, uh, the dunk contest that happened this year, Trey. It was just it was abysmal. Did you watch any of it? I didn't watch any of it. Kar- that that Kareem uh, thing that went viral, yeah. him walking out <laughs> for Jalen Green, that that was everyone with the dunk contest this year. So. I I'm I was going to go and watch the highlights afterwards. That's normally what I do yeah. with the dunk contest. But right. after hearing how poorly it was received, I'm I'm not even taking the time to go and watch it. I honestly I handle it like um I wait for social media to tell me if it was good or bad, and then if I, they tell me it's good, I, so I've watched like the Blake the Blake Griffin Blunk uh, Blunk dunk contest from a while ago, and I watched obviously the Zach Levine and uh, Eric Gore, Aaron Gordon dunk contest. But yeah, I don't watch it when it's happening. I usually just go back and watch the dunks on YouTube or whatever, wherever I can find them, uh, Twitter or whatever you have you. So, but anyways, it's the Chicago Bulls Sports Ethos Show, guys. I do want to remind you guys real quick before we get started here to go take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now, especially if you play some uh, fantasy basketball. It's really, really helpful. Uh, I'm doing pretty well in all my fantasy leagues this year, Trey. So hopefully that uh, that holds. And I uh, win a little bit of money here. I got a little bit of money on the line, so we'll see how that goes. But let's talk about the upcoming schedule here, Trey. I'm gonna let you give you give me your thoughts first. But uh, 23 games left for the Chicago Bulls here for this season, and um, just absolutely brutal, man. I mean, I, that's the one thing I'll say. But uh, go ahead, give me your thoughts on. The Bulls coming out of this All-Star break, what they've got to do, what's 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 going on here? I believe I saw they have the second hardest schedule going yeah. and for the second half of the season. And it shows coming out of the gate. When 
you see the Hawks and you're excited about that being a good game, that that's when you know things are tough. And I think what I what I saw when I looked at the schedule coming up, what I'm going to miss most is that point of attack defense against Trey Young and John Morant because we have Atlanta, Memphis, then Miami, and then Atlanta again. So three of those first four games, we're facing explosive point guards, and we simply don't have the bodies that we would normally have to throw out there to kind of stifle that offensive system they kind of use. So that's that's my first knee-jerk reaction looking at the schedule coming up. Yeah, so um, like I said, 23 games remaining. Um, eight of their next 12, Trey, are against playoff teams. So that's Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Utah, Phoenix and Toronto. Uh, and I'm not sure if Toronto's even, I'm counting them as a playoff team. I'm not sure if they're actually in the playoff yet or not. They might be in the play in right now, but I think by the time we play them, they're going to be in the playoffs because they are just a good team and they're starting to play a lot better. So eight of their next 12 games against playoff uh, caliber you know, opponents. And I'm not even counting the Hawks in that. Two of those games are against the Hawks. Uh, so if you want to count the Hawks as a playoff team, which I wouldn't blame you if you did, that'd be 10 out of the next 12 against uh, playoff teams. So very, very tough schedule. According to tankathon.com, like you said, uh, Trey, they have the second hardest uh, strength, strength of schedule of remaining games. The first hardest, actually. Do you know who that is? Any any guesses? Let me give you a guess here. Oh, you're still muted. There you go. Is it the Lakers? Uh, no, the Lakers are right behind the Bulls, actually. So you were, you were close. It is the Milwaukee Bucks have the actually the hardest strength of schedule left and it's uh they're beating us by a pretty healthy margin actually by about uh one percentage point here which is actually a healthy margin you know compared to other uh margins in, in between other teams but uh, well that's the because Bull- they have to face us three more times they're playing the bulls year. three times that's yeah it's one of their toughest opponents that's what's uh what's what's up here so uh no it's 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 great man um so yeah it, it is an absolute brutal schedule here uh, eight out of the next 12 against the playoff teams, but not only that, 14 of the next 23 of the last 23 games are against a team that is 500 or better. Trey, 14 of the 23 games. Um, that's definitely over half of them. 13 out of the 23 of those games are away games, and we have three back to backs. That is tough, man. That is going to be an absolute crap show, especially when we're down so many bodies. I'm glad we're getting Tristan Thompson here. I was really hoping they would. I, I I don't. I know that Goran Dragic probably wasn't going to come to Chicago, but I'm still I'm still kind of holding out hope that they get some kind of um, guard help just for the next month. It doesn't have to be anybody flashy, just some kind of depth, uh, because this is just a brutal stretch, man. It really is abs- just absolutely brutal, and the Bulls are only, they're five games back from being in the seventh spot, so it's not like there's this big gap where they have this nice cushion, even though they are tied for first place in the East right now. So to me, it's, they really have, have to win some of these games. And I think they can adding Tristan Thompson was big. And I think, Mm. I think the difficulty in this schedule coming up was part of the reason that AK was willing to use that biannual exception to offer Tristan Thompson a little more money to get him to come here rather than go somewhere else. Because Vucevic, while he has been playing great, we don't have the bodies behind. We haven't had the bodies behind him to back him up, and we're getting Zach back, and he looks nice and healthy in the All Star game. We've got Demar, um, you know, Caruso. Maybe he'll be back a little before schedule. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get lucky and get some Patrick Williams, but we don't have the we didn't have the depth in the front court to kind of sustain these 
these quality teams night after night after night because the Bulls have had a softer schedule and they've been they banked those wins they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat and that's what you want to do but against this real competition you can't have those four minute stretches where you've got Tony Bradley out there and he's playing abysmal yeah we absolutely have to win these games I know you mentioned the Hawks those are two you know very winnable games for us here coming up very shortly um, have to win these games that that we are supposed to win, and we need to try to sneak some of these other games that uh, that you know are going to be uh, a little bit more difficult. But uh, you know we've got the Kings coming up. I know pretty relatively soon also. So games like that just got to got to put those wins in the bucket, like you said, just to kind of stay in there. Uh, now I've been saying since the beginning of the season, Trey, that I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bulls, uh, you know, slip to maybe the fourth or fifth seed. Do you think? I mean, given our strength of schedule, is that more of a probability now instead of just a possibility save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details I'm not going to say a probability because I think having having Zach and DeMar both there along with Vooch, having those three guys, if they play the majority of the games, I believe, you know, we have the depth. Io's going to be around. We've got, you know, Tristan Thompson now. I like I like the players we have around them, even if we don't have the primary guys. Kobe White's, you know, been playing great. I hate I don't want to not mention him. But you mentioned that that kind of leads me right into the three things we're looking forward to, uh, you know, at the second half. My third one was, can the Bulls at least ha- keep home court advantage in the first round? Yeah. And a lot of that ties into this schedule. I know they're in set, you know, tied for first right now, but they're only two, you know, Milwaukee's in fifth place and they're only two and a half games back. So it's, it would be very easy, you know, they could slip to fifth in one week, mm-hmm. you know, have a bad three-game losing streak, and boom, you're in fifth place. So, to me, I want to see the Bulls hopefully have home court advantage in the first round. That's that's one of my goals going into the second half of the season. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as far as the top three thing, that's a really good one to have. Uh, it's not it's something I had, but, uh, yeah, we want to talk about the top three things we have. Uh, looking forward to for the Bulls uh, after the All-Star break. But I don't know, keeping that top four seed, Trey, um, going to be diff- difficult with this schedule. And, and I mean, if you just look at the month of March, from March 22nd to March 29th specifically, there's a, just a brutal stretch at the end there. It's, it's only eight days. They've got five games in eight nights, and they're all away games. I can't imagine that they win even 50% of those, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go, you know, three and five. Or I'm sorry, there's five games there, two and three, uh, one and four even. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them do that at the end of March. Um, 11 out of 15 games in March are away games. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's. I think the Bulls are probably going to slip in the standings here. It's not going to surprise me. Something I've been saying since the you know start of the season. I think the Bulls are more of a fourth or fifth seed. Uh, I don't. We had a very easy schedule to start the year. I remember we played Detroit a couple times. We played the Pelicans, which um, that's actually one of my uh, keys here and one of my uh, things I'm looking forward to. But uh, you know, we were talking about Jeff Van Gundy before we came on here, Trey. Uh, and I know you know 
you have the full quote or, or listen to the full quote, but he was talking about how the Bulls, he didn't see them beating a Miami Heat team, a Brooklyn Nets team, a Sixers team, or a Bucks team in a seven-game series. So if we do slip out of that top four, I don't know, maybe my dream here of, of winning a, uh, a playoff series is going to be dead in the water. What do you think? Even if they don't have home court advantage, I think th- as long as they can be healthy going into the playoffs, this team can beat really any team in the East right now. I, you know, I, I'd have to see Harden and Embiid in, in Philadelphia and what's going on in New York with <clears throat> Kyrie. But mm-hmm. to me, it's all about the health. I, I'm, I'm higher on the Bulls potential than you are I've been on that Bulls are legit contenders train for a while now and really this is the stretch that they have to prove it you mentioned they have that five game road trip it's at Milwaukee you know that's a rough one but then it's at New Orleans you need you need to beat New Orleans especially when it's not you know the second of a back-to-back you get a day off in between then you go to Cleveland then you go you know that's a tough one hopefully you can beat them again but then you have at New York and at Washington if Mm -hmm. you if you should be able to beat New Orleans, New York, and Washington and go at least three and two in that five game stretch. So to I me, hope so. <laughs> this is about it's time for the Bulls. They're they're going to be having guys come back in. So um Yeah. I, I, think- I hate I hate to I hate to use another one of my points, but my number one point was when the players come back, how are they coming back? Because we have so many guys coming back from injury. We've got Crusoe, we've got Lonzo Ball, we hopefully have Patrick Williams. You know, you know, Zach's just now coming back from you know being out a little bit. We we are we're adding Tristan Thompson into the mix. He's not coming back from injury, but he's coming to this team. So there's so many questions about bringing these guys in and implementing them, and it's not like they're going to have easy competition to get you know some easy easy reps. There's no uh, what do they call them in MMA uh, cans? No trash cans. <clears throat> there's no easy, no easy wins on this one yeah um so so you already gave two of your your uh things that you're looking forward to there you're looking for uh can you, can you just spell those out for me again i'm sorry you're looking for uh good when, when the players come back how mm. how how do they look coming back because we have so many pieces coming back into the fold mm-hmm and then it's, the other was just keeping home court advantage for the keep, first. Can they keep home? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, can they keep home court advantage? And how are these you know returning players going to look when they come back? I like those. Um, I think that is one thing that's going to, if I were to to make an argument against my own worries that the Bulls are going to you know flame out here towards the end of the season, it would be the saving grace is that you know yeah, like you said we haven't been healthy all season, and we do have these people coming back. And so that's a big unknown. And maybe the, the entire league is selling us short uh, because we don't have our full our full power yet. And we're going to be up to full power here shortly in a few weeks, you know, maybe to uh, three, four weeks. Uh, you know, we'll have everybody back. That's a very bit. That's a very real possibility. And um, that is one thing that could really change this equation for me. So so maybe there is some hope there, Trey. Uh, I will say the heat, if I'm being honest, they don't scare me as far as like being a playoff team. Um, I think that they, you know, it feels like they're more built for the regular season. I know Spolster is a great coach, a uh, fantastic coach, but I just feel like they're getting a lot of contributions from guys like Gabe Vincent, uh, you know, Max Struess. I mean, people that are not going to really be a factor in the play, in a playoff series where you're playing, you know, seven, eight guys, basically, maybe a nine man rotation. You're playing everybody 35 plus minutes. 
Uh, I mean, what do you think? Do, do the Heat really – are you really buying into them as a playoff threat to the Bulls? It depends on how much you believe in Pooch. Spolstra is one of these one of the absolute best coaches in the league. And Miami, when they have the chance to scheme those defensive schemes and Lowry's healthy and Butler's healthy and Bam is healthy, they're going to be an absolute force to reckon with come playoff time on the defensive end. They're going they're going to be hard for anyone to handle. And I think the real key for the Bulls, I think DeMar would have trouble with whatever they schemed up. I think, you know, Lowry, they know each other well. Uh, Zach, he's obviously athletic enough that he could take over the game, but I think that Spolster would make it very hard on him. I think the advantage that the Bulls would have against the Heat would really be Vucevic and his size. And we've seen him the last couple of weeks be able to take over some games in the, you know, with his two point field goals, not stretching the floor, but getting in the paint, getting in the post. And just using his size to take things over. And he would have to do that against Bam for me to – That's that would be my number one key against them in a series. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I know we're going to do uh, probably closer to playoff time. We're going to do some maybe you know potential playoff matchups, which I'm excited about, and what we're going to be looking for and those kind of things. Uh, I think you make a good point against the Heat. I think you know Vooch, his size is really an advantage against most teams. Um, he's a unique player. Uh, you know, people – I'll include I won't include myself that I'm selling him short. I was uh, down on him to begin the year because he was having a bad year. I expected more from him. Now that he's playing a lot better, and, and I'll talk about that in a minute too. Um, no, I think I think it isn't a real advantage for the Bulls. It's a, it's a player that not a lot of people have. I mean, you can put maybe a Carl Anthony Towns, a Nikola Jokic, and a Joel Embiid in, in that same group as far as the center position. I don't really think anyone else stands out to me as uh, maybe Demontis Sabonis, but he's kind of like a Vooch light, really. He's not he's not as good. Um, but they really have it's, – it's a great thing that they have this guy on their team, and especially now that he's playing so well. So let me just go ahead and bring that up. Three things that we're looking for uh, after the All-Star break, and I do have Mr. Vucevic on here. I'll just go ahead and lay him out there. Uh, I want Vucevic to continue his play, uh, just like the last 20 games. I know I, I mentioned it in our, our uh, grades uh, show, Trey. We did a, a midseason grades show uh, over the All-Star break here, and I want everyone to go check that out. But he's shooting on 54-29-83 shooting splits. Uh, 21.8 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game. If that were to continue, and if that were to uh, be his, you know, for the rest of the season, that'd be his best field goal percentage of his career uh, during that stretch. His second worst uh, three-point percentage, because he's not shooting it well from three, but that's okay. I don't really mind that. Second best free throw percentage, second best points per game, and best rebounds per game, if he were to keep up those averages that I just uh, mentioned there. So, He's playing significantly above the mean right now uh, in the last 20 games, but I want to see him continue that strong play. I think he's finally – it's clicked, and I think he's finally figured out how to play next to DeMar. I think that was the real challenge because I think playing next to Zach, he had fantastic numbers and looked fantastic just playing next to Zach Levine. But I think having Vooch in there, and we've talked about that in our DeMar DeRozan episode, and just clogging the lane where he likes to be at that elbow you know, spot, it was tough for Vooch to, to find his spots, I think. And um, and he's figuring that out. I mean, do you agree with that or do you disagree? I agree 100%. And it was actually my my third point. My second one was, can Vooch sustain the recent success? So yeah. the same thing as you. So I'm right there with you. This is huge for the Bulls. And DeMars and Zach, they're better players than Vooch. But Vooch is arguably the most important player on the Bulls roster. Because while we have so many back, you know, we have plenty of backcourt depth and we have the backcourt stars, even we have the two stars in the backcourt, but we really only have the one guy in the front court that ties everything together. And that's Vooch. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that they have Tristan Thompson. I think they needed that depth. Absolutely. I think, like you said, the Tony Bradley minutes, uh, even though on paper it's he's a plus minus, he's a plus, I believe, uh, like a plus 8.3 or something. I'm not taking much stock in that. Uh, we, you know, using the eye test and just seeing what's out there. I think we can get better, more productive minutes out of Tristan Thompson. I'm hoping we're going to have to see, obviously, in these last 23 games of the season. But um, but yeah, Vooch is such an important thing here. The other thing I want to see from Vooch, obviously, and this might be a little bit more on Billy Donovan. Is just the continuing the defensive effort. He's been a beast on the defensive side too, and it's hit or miss. Um, there are some games where he's less engaged, obviously, and you could tell. Um, but the games where he is engaged, he's been incredible on the defensive side. And I think you know I want to see that continue, but I also want to see uh, Donovan help him not be not to be exposed. And that's going to take his other teammates as well, Patrick Williams coming back, things like that, to not be exposed on the defensive end when we're talking about the pick and roll defense, and uh, him always getting that drop coverage, which. I mean, we see it exposed with Rudy Gobert, who's a defensive player of the year. It's not like it's something that's easy to do. But I think that's something that uh, that will really benefit us going into the playoffs if we can kind of shore that up. So I want to see Vooch continue his, his strong play. The other thing uh, I've got here since you gave two years, uh, Trey, I'm going to give one of mine, another one of mine. I want to see Zach Levine have a, an outburst. He's had a good season. Um, I'm going to point to February of last season. And that was, he played 14 games in February of 2020-21. He had 54, 48, 83 shooting splits. Just incredible for a guard. 65.2% true shooting percentage, 30.9 points per game, five points per game, five rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game. Just phenomenal stuff. I mean, you know, I know we were talking a little bit about the MVP voting. He's in he's in the top 15 somehow of the uh, Kia MVP ladder. Uh, I don't think I've seen it just yet. He hasn't really had just that incredible showing just yet. He's been good and solid. I will say December of this of this season was his best so far. It was only a nine-game sample size, but he had 53, 48, 80 shooting splits. That's compared to the 54, 48, 83. So pretty much spot on, almost there, just a little bit slightly worse. 65% true shooting percentage, so just, just, just about there. 27.8 points per game, five rebounds per game, and 6.1 assists per game. But again, that was only over nine games. So I want to see him do it, you know, 23 games to close the season, Trey. March is going to be an absolute crap show. Don't want to say the other word. Got to, got to watch our, our language here. But it's going to be an absolute, you know, difficult uh, March. I want to see this guy show out. Do you think he has it in him? I do. He mentioned that the knee feels good after the All-Star game. He showed that it feels good, you know, with that nice 360 dunk he had. And as long as the knee continues to hold up, I expect Zach to come in and want to help shoulder the load from DeMar. That yeah. he, he knows that DeMar DeRozan has had to carry this team while he's been out and while he's been dealing with these issues. It, you know, it's, not, it's no secret. These guys, and they're professionals. They understand that. And I fully expect Zach to, co- to close out the season just on an absolute tear. So I think that's a great one for you to have. It, it kind of rolled through my head something with him. But to me, he's just been so consistent the last couple of years in, in like like you mentioned, those shooting splits. He's just he's so talented at, at scoring the ball at all three levels. It's just such such a pleasure to watch when it's all working. And I I'm really excited that uh, he's coming back. I'm, I've missed Bulls basketball. And, like, it's re- <laughs> talking about Zach and just thinking about him coming back and being healthy. Like, that's just really getting me excited for this second half run. 
Yeah, if, as long as he's healthy. Yeah, and one thing we saw with him, obviously he had the knee issue, but before that he had the thumb issue, which was really bothering me. Uh, and that was a little caveat I had also for my Zach Levine going on outburst here. I want to see that ball security, uh, especially in the clutch, just be you know what it was last year. Because last year he was absolutely elite at all levels. He had shored up a lot of the um, weaknesses I thought he had in his game, which was decision-making, which was late-game ball security. This year, not so much. He's had uh, a few snubs. Uh, a few flubs, I should say. Um, and, you know, I'm not I, I'm not I'm not saying that he's having a bad season. I'm not saying I dislike Zach Levine. Don't take me that way. I love Zach Levine. I think he's fantastic. I think he's elite level, even with it, even with these weaknesses. But these are things that he's displayed already that he can do better. And so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for him to really if he's going to be the star of the team, we're going to give him a max contract tray. I want to see him beat that max guy. You got to show me, baby. Show me, baby, if you want to get that money, man. Don't you don't you agree? <laughs> I mean, he, he he could struggle the rest of the season, and I would still show him that money. He's sure. been that good. <laughs> but, yeah, you would like to see him get healthy and be able to show his true potential because, like you said, he's just had lingering issues all year, whether it's the thumb, which was bothering him, or the knee issue. The, they both were, took serious tolls on his game, and you could see it as you watched him. He gutted through it because the Bulls needed him out there, and he was still effective. So I think that's a testament to, you know, the best ability is availability, and Zach's going to play through things when you need him to. But to have him come back and be healthy and just show the rest of the league that the Bulls, they're not going to fade because of this tough schedule, that that would really, uh, that would make the max contract doubters just, I would love for him to do, to just silence them. I want everyone to be in agreement that he deserves this. I don't want to have to try and convince people about this. Right. Like just just come out and show everyone that you deserve that max. Yeah, this is my this is my message to Zach Levine. Become the equal of DeMar DeRozan. Become the equal because like you said, DeMar has carried us so far this season. Um we are now in the nitty-gritty home stretch of the season. This is our to, this is our go-to guy. This is our star. This is where you need to show out. So I want him to just go on absolute tear down the stretch. And I want people to question by the end of the season, Trey. I want them to question, okay, who really had the best season on the Bulls? Was it DeMar DeRozan or was it Zach Levine? If he can change that narrative within the next, you know, month or two, we've got a really great team because both those guys are capable of doing that. And I think DeMar DeRozan's done it so far and Zach hasn't. So that's my that's my second one. My last one here, Mr. Trey, is uh, kind of a more in-depth one. It is uh, the return. I want to see the return of defense. Just the re- just some defense finally being played by these Chicago Bulls. I want to see the Bulls play better defense. Uh, obviously, Lonzo Ball and Alex Cruz coming back. That's going to be huge for this for this lineup. Um, they average 3.7 steals per game between them. Uh, or, I mean, sorry, Lonzo has 1.8 and Cruz has 1.9 per game. So just elite level that that way. And steals really are the most uh, effective kind of defense outcomes of defense i'll say because it does change the possession and it takes away possession from the other from the offensive team but even outside of that obviously we saw a defense that didn't result in steals from them that's still just fantastic just point of attack defense as well as just perimeter defense um just getting out on shooters uh forcing them to put a dribble down get uncomfortable and miss shots uh this team when we were all healthy through the first five games and i'll point to it again patrick williams another key part of this through the first five games, 10, uh, I'm sorry, October 20th through October 28th, we were fourth in defensive rating. Now, there's a caveat with that, Trey. 
through those five games, we played Detroit twice, who is 29th in offensive rating. We played the Pelicans once, which is 24th in offensive rating. We played the Knicks, who are 25th in offensive rating. And we played Toronto, who is 12th in offensive rating. But four out of five of those teams were pretty bad at offense. So let's go ahead and call it like it is. The Bulls are probably never going to be a top four defensive team, but they could probably be a top 10 defensive team with everyone back, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think a top 10 defensive team is what we expect them to be when everyone comes back and everyone's healthy. And if they can do that, you mentioned when you were talking about what you wanted to see from Vucevic, his vulnerability in the drop coverage. You're not as vulnerable there when the point of attack defenders can get over the screens and not let, not have Vooch have to come and show and force a guy to, you know, to keep someone from shooting a three-point shot. If if Lonzo's getting over that screen, it's not a big deal that Vucevic had to drop. So I think getting those guys back, that should really help the defense overall, just kind of not be leaky. And hopefully that can lead to some transition points that the Bulls just simply aren't getting right now. Because in the last two weeks, they have been the absolute worst team at getting yeah. turnovers. Uh, didn't even know that, but, uh, you know, you did mention that to me before we got in there. And also uh, it makes a lot of sense. Just the, I, that matches the eye test 100 percent because it just seems like we are working so hard. And we're, we're asking so much of DeMar DeRozan to create offense for us. When you get those easy buckets, you know, an easy six to eight to ten points a game, then you're, you know, it's just so much pressure off of your offense. And, uh, you know, you can miss a few more shots. You don't have to necessarily – uh, you know, have those high stress situations where games are close instead of a uh, 10 point game, you know, with two or three minutes left, you've got a 15 point game with two or three minutes left. So it's less stressful uh, on everybody playing that game. Bulls are currently sitting at 20th in defensive rating in the league. So bottom third, basically um, in the first month and a half tray in this. So this is a, you know, the first five games, I would say fourth, but in the first month and a half, which is a pretty sizable, you know, sample size they were eighth in defensive rating and they played utah they played philadelphia they played brooklyn they played golden state warriors they played denver nuggets all these teams during the first you know top half of offensive rating so like you said don't tell me this team can't be a top 10 defensive team they can when they're relatively healthy they didn't even have patrick williams for most of that stretch so i think it, there's also a, a little something here to be said about addition by subtraction because when you get uh, those other guys back like Patrick Williams and Crusoe, et cetera, you're not playing guys like Malcolm Hill. You're not playing guys like, you know, Matt Thomas as much. Um, so you're getting those guys off the floor and you know, maybe even Tony Bradley getting those guys off the floor probably helps us on the defensive side too, just because they're not as good of athletes, right? No, they're not. They're, they try hard. They, they are usually in the right spots, but they're just not the defensive players that that our starters are and they're starters for a reason you know caruso comes in and he's a culture changer lonzo comes in and i think he's in like the 98th percentile in block rate for the for guards because he's just a game changer on that and especially with his size he's able he's able to help cover he's able to help you know dig down on dry on drives whenever he can you know he can help off his man a little bit and and dig in help stop that drive and still get back out on his guy because of his size. So to me, it. I hate to keep saying, you, you know, when we're healthy, but, you know, I'm, I'm still holding out, just waiting around on that because the Bulls have proven, at least to me, that they, they're a resilient team, that they are, you know, they've, they've come together. They're, they're really fighting for something, but now it's time to see how do you, how do you shape up against the best teams come playoff time? And I want to see them be healthy come playoff time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Health is going to do a lot to solve our issues. And um, I mean, it's not bad when you have issues, Trey, and you're sitting tied for first in the Eastern Conference. I mean, let's just you know call it like it is. It's been a good season. Um, so just kind of going over some of the people around us in the standings, the Miami Heat, who are tied with us, obviously, for first, they're 16th in strength of schedule. So they've got a relatively easy schedule, definitely compared to us. The 76ers are 12th in uh, strength of schedule. The Cleveland Cavaliers are 22nd, so they have a, a rel- very easy schedule coming up. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks are, again, they're, they're the only one that's that's got a harder schedule than us, so that's pretty good there. Boston Celtics, um, where are they here? At the very bottom, where are they? Oh, no, they forgot the Boston Celtics. <laughs> no, they're 10th. They're 10th, so they actually have a pretty difficult uh, 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 schedule coming up, too. Toronto Raptors are in 7th currently. Um, and they have the 24th strength of schedule. Uh, and I'll go ahead and give you the Nets, too, since they're everyone's saying we can't beat them. Uh, they are 13th in strength of schedule, so relatively hard. So I would say, you know, what, what was that, like three or four teams that have a, a pretty darn easy schedule, especially compared to us, and they're right around us, man. Like you said, there's only four and a half games that separate sixth place from first place. Um, we are all bunched up there. I'm... I don't know, man. Looking at this, and, and I, I want to say as a homer, I want to say, man, the Bulls can beat anybody, and I, I want to see them prove me, you know, prove me wrong here and, and do that. But my my logical side trade is just saying, man, I, I think they're going to fall to like fourth or fifth, and I'm hoping it's going to be fourth so they can keep that home court advantage, like you said. Yeah, I can definitely see them falling down a few spots, but hopefully, come playoff time, they hold on to that home court advantage, and if they can get it to a game seven we can have a game seven in Chicago because I think that place would just go crazy. That would be insane. I just want to see a, a playoff series, man. It's been so long. And since we saw a good playoff series in, in Chicago, I am excited, man. Uh, good season so far. I hope it continues into the playoffs. All right. So you and me, let's talk a little bit about the dunk contest. Um, lots to be, lots to be said on NBA Twitter about this dunk contest. And uh, we're not gonna be talking too much about the bulls here. So if you uh, are listening for bull stuff, uh, you know, you can go ahead and tune out now. Uh, but let me go ahead and tell you before you do, we have a new brand brand new fan, daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you get sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus. On your first deposit, up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Uh, so yeah, lots to be said on Twitter because the uh, dunk contest this year was absolutely just bleh, uh, 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 make a little peep noise there. Uh, nobody wanted to watch it, man. I saw, I saw, I did watch a few of the highlights. I watched the Cole Anthony, Duncan, Tim's. Uh, yeah, it was just a snore fest, man. The guy sat there and, and freaking tied his shoes for five minutes. So you said you had a few uh, ideas to, to fix this uh, this dunk contest, man. Why don't you? Lay those on me, and I'll tell you my thoughts. Well, neither of them are my ideas. They're things I've, I've heard or seen elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The first one, I don't remember where I heard it. It was on a podcast somewhere. But it was it's basically like a a dunk contest, but you have somebody uh, – a dunked-on contest. Okay. So you have somebody protecting the rim, uh-huh. and you have to try and dunk on them. And then the you have people rate the dunked-on, and then it's just kind of like a tur- you know a tournament style. Yeah. And so it, that that would be that was the first one that. Well, let me hold, hold on right with. there. Let me ask you about that. Is there a risk of isn't there more of a risk of injury there, though? 
I mean, probably. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of one, but you would think that the guys would go into it a, kind of like the all-star game mm-hmm. in terms of like the contesting. You you know, you get Robert Williams out there and he's trying to block the shot, but he's not, you know, going so far as to try and, you know, hurt himself doing it. So to me, I think it would be it would be a little bit fun, but you're right. That's probably a little well, risky. And it's not my favorite it's not my favorite yeah. idea. It's it, that was the the first one. I saved the best one for last. Okay. Get hit me with that one. Hit me with that one. All right. So this one was from a podcast called Hoops Temple. I will give them a shout out cuz I remember this one. <laughs> and they didn't have this exact idea, but it's like a variation. So what they said was basically have like 5 to 10 categories like so between the leg, behind the back, 360, right. something like that. And so what you do is you have them spin the wheel. For oh, okay. two, you, you have three dunks, and for two of the dunks, you have them spin the wheel. And whatever it lands on, they have to do that variation. Yeah. And then the third I, one is just a free you, – you can do whatever you want. So, you know, if you have somebody – you can get creative with one. Right. But then, you know, you have to go under the legs for one. And you can go under the legs and do a reverse. You can go under the legs twice if you can do that, like on the old NBA games. Yeah. Uh, but that was my other one. And only three attempts. Because you don't you don't want to have guys having these crazy amount of yeah. attempts. You just go up and, and go after it. Yeah, it really it really was, it was really a bummer. And I didn't watch it again, but I, I read all the comments on Twitter. It was really a bummer to read, you know, you know, Jalen Green missing eight out of nine of his dunks. I mean, that's just that's gross. I mean, you know, they shouldn't have as many attempts to miss all these shots. I mean, it's just get it get it done with. You know, and they need to speed speed up the competition a little bit. But what what I, do you think about spinning the wheel? No, I do like that. I do like that idea. And that's more in line with what my uh, kind And of I think it would is. simplify things a little bit. You know, you yeah. wouldn't have all these gimmicks, you wouldn't have all this stuff. You would just have these guys going out there showing off their athleticism yeah. and just throwing down monster awesome dunks. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem is that people are just stretching to get creative like you had uh, Jalen Green, I did I did see a little clip of this go out and put an NFT on him before he dunked, which is like who cares? Like, like it's just so stupid. Is that and what t- was on the chain? Yeah, it was an it was an NFT of, of a dunk or something. I, okay, was, I didn't uh, I didn't see what it was. I just saw like a little a little uh, gift just, of him like putting the chain on to dunk. Just, and I, I didn't know. It makes me groan, man. I'm just like, uh, and the Tim's thing makes me groan too. Yeah, it, it was cool, I guess. I mean, Tim's are pretty pretty heavy but again the died the dude took five minutes tight so so anyways my, my grand point is that these like these players don't really have the time or the i don't know the, the the creativity or the experience to come up with a dunk that's going to satisfy a crowd in these conditions okay not everyone does i'm sure some people do and so and and you know we've seen them We've seen Zach Levine. We've seen Aaron Gordon. We've seen Michael Jordan. We've seen uh, Dominique Wilkins in the dunk contest. And, and these guys have that pizzazz. They have that showmanship as well as the ability to just be athletically and just crazy. So I think you just – you take away – you just like you said with your wheel idea, you take that away from them. You don't have to think about a dunk to do. My idea is use the, use the creative community. Use the community of, of all NBA fans. Design me a dunk, you know. Give me a dunk that you think somebody can do, and and you know maybe you have somebody display that they can do it, or show you that they can do it, or something like that. So there's a video. You give, you have like you know nine people basically in, in the entire world come up with dunks that are unique and fun to do. You give that to the dunk contestants a couple of weeks before the competition. Say, hey, practice these nine dunks, 
And then maybe you bring out a wheel and you have those nine dunks on the wheel and then they land on the dunk and then they, they have to do the same dunk. They all do that. You get graded on the same dunk. And then, of course, you can throw in your own flair. You can do whatever you want. It's still a creative competition. But you have to do, you know, like you said, behind the back, blah, 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 under your legs, whatever it is. Right. So I think you take that that pressure of having to think in the moment or before the competition or whatever to, to have to come up with this crap while you're doing an NBA season and you're playing and you're traveling. It's just, it's just too much. Right. right? It's not, it's not like they decide who's going to be in the dunk contest months and months in advance. Right. It's not like these guys have tons of time to plan. So I've seen a lot of people talking about bringing, bringing people who aren't in the NBA into the dunk contest. I, I don't particularly care for that idea. Mm. However, the celebrity game is on a different night, correct? Yes, it was. I would love to have a celebrity dunk contest and not <laughs> have it be like celebrities, but have it just be like the oh. most famous like YouTube dunkers and Instagram okay. dunkers. Like th- these guys who dunk for a living. These guys who just right. have these super creative, crazy things. Because one, they do have the time to come up with these insane things yes. they'd be able to show off. Yes. And two... I think it would inject a little life back into the other dunk contest a little bit. I think these NBA players, they respect athleticism. They respect creativity. And they would I think they would eat up being able to watch that after the celebrity game. Or to so, beat that. Or to, or to even beat – because if you put – so you put an NBA team, maybe four dunkers against a team of four – Celebrity dunkers, whatever. Well, see, I, I don't want I don't want to put them against them because NBA players they have those egos. Like mm-hmm. that's why we don't have the stars doing the dunk contest now because they don't want they don't want to be the dunk contest loser. Mm-hmm. So to me, like that's part of not wanting to bring them in. But I would lo- like maybe not they maybe not even having to beat them in the competition. But the celebrity games before the dunk contest, so we would see these crazy dunks, and then the next night we would be watching the so. If nothing else, I would think the NBA dunkers would want to step their game up just because they would be following up that act. So let me uh, let me touch on something here, which is the most common answer across Twitter for getting people into the dunk contest and making it better is just to increase the prize money, which has gone down. It's like it was like forty thousand dollars this year, uh, and it was a hundred thousand, one hundred and five thousand last year, and one hundred twenty the year before that. So just, I mean, it's a pittance, you know, compared to everything else. So I saw John Morant did. Uh, he had a, a, a comment out there that he would do it for a million, a cool milli. And uh, I mean, that's cool and all. I I, did, I crunched some numbers here, though, Trey. A <clears throat> million dollars for John Morant. And then this is based on a $52,000 a year average salary for the average American. So a million dollars for John Morant would be like $4,280 for an average American. You know, it's a decent amount of money. But you think about all the efforts you have to put into it. You think about the potential to hurt yourself. You think about the potential. You, you, you have no you know, guaranteed chance to win it. It's not exactly a hefty chunk of change, a million dollars for an NBA player. I imagine that John Moran is taking care of enough people in his life that if he makes that extra million, it might only be $4,000 to him. But that's you know that's another house he can buy somebody in it you know that he knows. Like, you know, there's so much you can do with a million dollars to put on other people. And Jaw just I don't know if that's the case. I don't know how many people he's put on in his life. But he seems like the type of guy, the type of lead. You know, he's the type of leader on the court that lifts everyone up around him. I can definitely see him being the type of guy that would would use that money to lift other people up around him. So you're. You're right. It's not a lot of money, but being able to say, "Hey, I won that. I got an extra million. So a million's. I think it's a nice round number too for him. You think? You, do you think? 
Do you think the fact do you think he would do it for nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars? I think no, I think he'd be he would not do it. He would absolutely put his foot down and say, Screw you, give me that extra right, dollar. He wants, or I'm he not wants doing that it. cool mill. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. A million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. And I don't mean to belittle that as a, you know, insignificant sum of money. It's not. Um, but just to, to these players who are making this much money, if he really wants to make a million to buy somebody a house, Trey, which you don't even need a million to buy a house. If you want to buy somebody a house, buy them a $200,000 house or a $300,000 house. But you can invest your money and probably make that within the year uh, without having to risk injury uh, or go out and win a dunk contest, which you're not guaranteed to win anyway. So I don't know if I necessarily buy that logic, but I, I get it. It's a good point. Um, here, here's another uh, just an interesting little tidbit. A million dollars for Zach Levine would be about two thousand six hundred sixty two dollars for an average American. That's their percentage of their salary. So uh, even less, even more of a pittance uh, for, for Mr. Zach Levine. So I just don't think uh, here's what I would rather do with that money. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the I don't I don't agree with the raising well, the money. Being well, here's a, what I'd rather do. Yeah. If you're going to do a million, you know what? Give it to a charity. Hey, I'm paying for a million dollars for a charity or, I'm, or uh, you know, whatever, I, you know, buying buying my friend. I don't know. Buying my friend a house or something like, you know, maybe I'm playing for this family member or something. I don't know. Something like that. Just don't make it like I'm giving a player a million dollars. because It just seems like to me. That's just not enough incentive for enough people, and I just don't think money is going to be there. There are other ways to so, make this better. So, so Keith Cork on on the spot, how much would be enough? Like for what? Me? For what? No, no, not for you. <laughs> but so, like you said, one million is just not it's not enough incentive. What would be oh. enough incentive for John Morant to do it? Like five million, ten? Oh yeah, 20? I think yeah, I think if you, I mean, I think if you even made like three million, I don't know, just one million just doesn't seem like enough, but. I just don't think I don't think that's a good incentive. I don't think it's a good incentive. I don't think you should give them more money. I don't think it's not. It's not something I because I think they should give them more money if they only paid them forty thousand. But I don't well, necessarily yeah. think it has to even be a million. Like give them a, a couple two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. But that forty thousand is a bit of a joke. Well, here's the other thing though, Trey, is that when you're a dunk contest champion, you're already getting paid more money because you can put that on your freaking resume in free agency. Uh, it's not necessarily the thing that's gonna like get you, get you like an extra you know, fifty five million or something, but it's gonna make you look better over the next guy. So it's you're you are getting paid for winning it, even though you're not getting the prize money. So uh, it feels like they're getting double paid if you give them extra money also. So and I don't mean to be like I don't I, I I'm, I'm you, you sound players. like you sound like the guy who's like. You can't pay college p players. They're already getting an education. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. See, no, I agree. No, I don't agree with that. Uh, but anyways, I don't. I'm a, if I'm a players guy, not a play, in the players versus owners uh, a thing. Even though I'm not coming off that way. So just to clarify and clear the air there. But uh, no. So I think there are some things you can do, Trey, and I think we agree to uh, make this con dunk contest better. But that's going to be it for us, guys. Uh, we are going to go in. I do unfortunately have to work on Thursday night right when the Bulls game's happening, so I'm not sure what's going to go on with that. Maybe we'll get on for a quick show or something later in the night uh, or maybe the next day or something, but we'll figure it out. But before we do sign off, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping, and also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Until next time, I am your uh, owner, Stan. Uh, Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. And Trey, where can the people find you? Uh, defending players at Final Final. <laughs> and please do follow the show, guys, at, at Eat Those Bulls. And we will catch you all next time. Until then, go Bulls. Thanks, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.